All right. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Two Substitutes. I am Varun. I'm joined by Akshay once again. Welcome back, Akshay. Hi Varun. How are you doing? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Tough times for my club, but uh, yeah, otherwise doing okay. It's snowy out in Virginia here. Uh, yeah, weather has been weird. very, very finicky. <laughs> yes, it's supposed to be spring or about to be spring, and it's yeah, full on snow. Yeah, yesterday it was 60s, and last yeah. week too. I think it went up to 80. So, yes, but now it's snowing today. Uh, but uh, global warming is a, is a hoax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looked nice uh, looking at it from the inside, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are not forced to go outside, yeah. this is good. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah, good weather for uh, some masala chai. Mm-hmm. And usually in India we have pakoras and stuff, but not today. But we had chai. It was yes. Good. <laughs> Although I never saw snow back home in India. Did you see? No, no, right? Yeah, yeah. I never. <laughs> This is thing is usually hailstorm, but no snow there. Yeah, I moved where I was born. It used to snow, but we moved before I could see. So, but uh, yes, let's talk about football then. Uh, big news, obviously, happening in the news media. Spurs losing to United. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's the Chelsea news. We can start with that. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, you read a bit about the oligarchy stuff uh, that we can talk about a bit. Yeah. Um. And uh, also, <laughs> I'll give you give my opinions or uh, just a fan thought of what's mm-hmm. going on. <coughs> uh, so yeah, past few weeks have been crazy for Chelsea fans and Chelsea club as a whole. uh first there was uh, roman abramovich uh in anticipation of sa- uh, being sanctioned i think uh, gave his uh, gave the club over to the chelsea trustees mm-hmm. which i think was not taken in good uh, regards by the trustees themselves right? they are supposed to be like a charitable foundation so right. they don't have any idea of running a club or also it could damage their reputation as a mm-hmm. charitable organization so not many were happy with that i think and then soon after that uh uh yeah soon after that abramovich i think because of this uh decided to put the club on sale Mm-hmm. uh and he was looking for buyers that went on for about 2 or 3 days or more than that maybe 4 days and then uh, <laughs> one morning uh, chelsea woke uh, fans woke up to <laughs> abramovich being sanctioned i think that was uh, this month or 2 days ago maybe i think yeah 2 days ago 3 days ago so he got sanctioned which meant that uh, all of abramovich's properties were seized including chelsea fc because he owns 100% of the club that is another thing i wanted to talk about later maybe 100% ownership might not be a good idea for a football club but uh, yeah after uh, the sanctions uh, some of the sponsors have also pulled out uh, of sponsoring temporarily for now including three the three uk and uh, today it was hyundai that also pulled out the other sponsors trivago especially have released a statement that they'll continue 
to be a sponsor and help in the transition uh, i think based on what i what i read uh, that government has allowed the sale of the club so even with the sanctions and the finances being frozen assets being frozen think uh, the sale could be allowed so by next week we might hear more about that but yeah a tough few weeks and crazy few weeks lot has happened uh what is what do you think about it yeah i think um from me from sanctions perspective i think it's the right decision at this yeah. point in time because our thoughts should be with uh, yes. people in ukraine and if sanctioning these uh, russian oligarchs helps um, helps at all in that is Putin another good point yes <laughs> changing his decision or if that puts additional pressure on the russian because he's economy. a crazy <laughs> maniac yeah mm, so i think from from that perspective it's the right decision but um you know, as you said right you know, it puts the club's future in massive doubt and yeah. and now like um he's not been owning the club at all and um I know, like some Chelsea fans were singing his name as well in their games, and maybe that I don't agree with. That was tomorrow, stupidity in tomorrow's game as well, which is that yeah, is which is wrong, right? Like, that should stup- not be yeah. happening because even if like he has won titles and he has been a good owner for yeah, from yeah. footballing perspective, but still, oh it, yeah, that was I don't know what either those fans are drunk or they don't follow mm. the news or what they are just fully unaware of what's going on in the world. And right that is the stupidity basically what they are doing those fans and it's not all the fans obviously but those mm-hmm. fans are basically hindering the what could like the club club's progress like the future sale might be mm-hmm. because the image of the club gets tarnished because of these actions no matter yeah, how small and, it uh, is right and um, you know he's not getting sanctioned because of some personal vendetta against like uk government and and all so it's like the reason for sanctions should be understood by by the fans and in a larger context where like you know life matters in that sense it's uh the right decision to do although it affects the club massively but it's still nowhere same where like you know people are losing their lives and like a country is getting invaded by Um, by another country which is more powerful and that fight has been going on for yeah. for a few weeks so the only thing is that they should be able to say that okay yeah, what we are doing is helping uh, like people in uh, like, right because i i was reading because this is going to political or stuff like that but mm-hmm. like we have seen other owners also like wars in other countries that don't get taken into account until it actually affects yeah uk government maybe mm-hmm. or stuff like that but uh, cuz uh, some people were saying these sanctions should have been done even earlier why was why did it take so long and stuff like that like yeah at uh, so one fact was that when abramovich was buying chelsea i think it that took like 4 or 6 hours Mm-hmm. just to finish all these <laughs> buying process mm-hmm. and all the sanctioning sale process has taken weeks <laughs> so uh weird stuff but yeah i agree with you totally with the sanctioning 
that was needed at this point uh and also i hope it helps the yeah war in ukraine which is an which is a whole new thing that's a <laughs> uh i at least the uh, clubs all the clubs in the premier league are su- uh, supporting like what they can do i think they are doing even though it, they are gestures but at least they are trying it like the shirt thing uh yeah, they are wearing like yeah. yellow also premier league changed their badge to badge, yeah, yeah, yeah. colors and and also like, yeah i i forgot it's called something uh, f- foot football with ukraine or something stand something like that but okay. yeah but all yeah. the clubs are uh, doing that so that's good including chelsea i ha- i would i have to say but uh, yeah like you said uh, chelsea club and also the employees of chelsea and people who probably had nothing to do with the war they are also being <laughs> affected by this because uh, uh like the uh, what is it called mega store mega store has been also frozen so mm. people who work there and people who work in the canteens there were lots of memes about <coughs> that uh, uh online but yeah they are out they might be out of job at least right now i think uh, the club has enough funds to go on for a week or two maybe so uh, yeah i read that they can only go on for 17 more days and yeah. uh, after that they'll be <laughs> administration there, there won't be money yeah. available to them for yeah. uh, paying players wages and everything and they might have to uh, clear their wage bill by releasing some players from contract and, and yeah. what not so that's also and uh, something like, to consider yeah <laughs> like some uh, rules like uh, they can only spend 20000 pounds <laughs> in away <laughs> games which means which which is not a problem i think cuz players can spend their own money yeah uh more more so about the employees i think and the people who work that would suffer and the academy that has been set up which which is one of the best academies in england and the women's team hopefully though the sale can go through so and the potential buyer also has the interest of the club in their uh, yeah i think planning. it's very difficult to find owners like that yeah uh, and and also <laughs> finding owners like that and also the owners that do not have any like controversial controversies behind them mm-hmm. yeah because be if we hard. look at other ownerships right now um you know you could um, think about like man city maybe and even for them Yeah. it's like questionable in terms of like human rights and stuff so even though you do have it if uh, premier league ownership rules were the same or uh, were changed right now i don't know like how many owners will qualify for uh, for owning clubs in uk which yeah. is also it's not the flavor of the town right now so <laughs> they'll not be talked about <laughs> what was funny was uh, pep guardiola suggested in one of his press conference that <coughs> managers should uh, look at the club's background before signing which was uh, uh, strange to hear <laughs> but i think i liked what uh, klopp said yesterday or today yeah i think he said uh, like uh, 
he asked he told the reporters basically like did you care when uh, abramovich signed for the club yeah it should have happened before yeah, or why like, did not yeah, even... uk was blind to yeah blind enough to let him purchase a club yeah. ran it for so many years yeah. and when they did it they knew like you used doing, so. yeah yeah <laughs> because there's no denying that having chelsea in london especially in like business spot like london has helped uk's economy a lot mm-hmm. london's economy maybe so yeah i liked what he said uh their owners are have been good i think uh, fenway sports group yeah we were chatting about it in our right office. but the thing is like yeah being good doesn't necessarily would mean that they can do everything for winning um, yeah yeah, so yeah. they like have also the, been very lucky yeah so th- with the alliance. it's it's really hard to find out like the right formula for for success yeah, in yeah. football right now just because there is um, so much money involved in pretty much every club right these days where you know money has is no longer the question like yeah. when abramovich bought chelsea it was a factor because no one else was doing a club who could spend and other get than the best, manchester united best talent right and and uh, but now the landscape has changed a yeah. lot like a lot other clubs are spending and uh, there is no single club which has like they are spending but i'll still say man city psg is those are out of reach for even like yeah, manchester like they, united they have unlimited budget but we have seen with united right like even though they oh, have success like success wise similar, yeah 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 it's still hard now to guarantee success whereas before in in that era yeah um it was somewhat guaranteed because there were not many clubs who could who could afford um, you know uh, doing transfers like um chelsea did yeah, at, yeah. at the time and it was unthinkable even at the time when what they were doing and uh, on honestly i think at this point chelsea fans would just be okay that their club exists because it's a <laughs> like very strange situation and like true fans i'm sure some fans would just leave the board or whatever but like fans i, I, I think it would uh, indicate like who were like the true fans yeah. or it would say like, if you jump the ship and start supporting man city maybe or yeah. like any any other club then it means that I'm you sure were that, yeah only there for the success Trophies but not for suffering and yeah and uh, people don't realize that yeah like the one uh, even the trivago sponsorship says like this club has been like one of the oldest in england like it's a 117 mm-hmm. year old club so clearly it existed before romans uh, bought uh, yeah i think the only thing was that it was not probably like you know the biggest club or it was not a top club like they are right now it so it was like manchester uh, united or at that point uh, arsenal or liverpool were the top clubs at the uh, the liverpool or like black even blackburn mm-hmm. they were one of the top clubs everton was a top club but look at everton now yeah so that doesn't change the history like Yeah, but it was still amongst like top ten clubs. Yeah, I yeah. Think. Like, they would finish in top ten, but at the time, like yeah. Uh, but people talk about history <laughs> as the club, like like history only means winning like Champions League mm. or uh, <laughs> winning trophies. But and uh, and also, I think it's fair to say that that era has brought them a lot of fans. Yeah. So um, I think for them, it would be a question now what to 
what to do or whether to support or not. But, uh, you know, if you, like I said in the chat yesterday, it's like if you enjoyed the success and celebrated success yeah, uh, yeah. With, uh, with Abramovich, like now you should also... Um, you keep, know, take it like keep, when you were like keep being you know, the fan, right? <laughs> right, like you you did all the banters for other fans at the time for not winning yeah, trophies yeah. and like being so successful club, and now um, it's your turn to basically just yeah be on the other side of it and yeah. see it, and maybe like um, you know, football moves on, right? Like. Uh, Foot- after after this, um, there might be a new owner and everything will, will still like, con- uh, yeah. start all over again. But right now, it's uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with players, managers, yeah. contracts, and and everything else. So um, it will also be interesting to see what even happens next season with them, whether they are in. Uh, or if they are in the Champions League, it all depends on like who the new owner is. And yeah, who if stays, we, who goes if we and find whatnot. a owner, I think, you know, I think our, at least with the uh, Premier League position-wise, we should be fine. But the main worry is if we don't find it, even at least for next season, I think because right now table-wise we are looking good. Yeah, and the players we have have enough quality, I think. But if we uh, can't find an owner uh, and can't solve some contract situations. That would be tough. But the fans thing, yeah, I, uh, I agree. That, but some fans, I think, take it too far because then they try to blame. Because not every fan knows, has done the research, or when they stri- when they start supporting the club, they don't care about. They have not done the research on what Roman Abramovich did. They only know that Ch- there's Chelsea FC, and I'm supporting mm-hmm. that club. They don't know about like what's going on behind the scenes or whatever only now and they of course people have done research they'll hear about it and then they can make up their mind mm-hmm. but then they com- some fans try to put point fingers and then say you can't celebrate trophies but only take the only take the losses that, but be involved in the losses because every club has had that sort of has gone through that weird phase uh, they'll have uh, controversies with their owners Newcastle uh, <laughs> few months ago like with like Arsenal was involved with Usmanov that you can't talk about past like you can't blame fans for celebrating like basically trophies yeah it's um, <laughs> it, Com- it's a complicated thing yeah. with the game like there are just so many aspects of it and you can choose to focus on what you want to focus on. I think like, you know, you could... I'm sure we have, even we don't know, we still don't know what goes on like behind the scenes. Or yeah. right? we, we are just talking about what <coughs> we see. Mm-hmm. At least we still have done some research or because of having access to social media or something, I think we are probably Yeah, it helps. Like, before these sanctions, I had no idea about, like, how these oligarchs became... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk briefly (laughs) about that. (laughs) So, I think that from the history perspective, when Soviet Union was... History lesson 101. ...being dissolved, Russia had communist economy where everything was owned by people and... uh, 
when Soviet Union was dissolving, yeah. they were struggling economically and mm. they wanted to find the solution at the time. Yeah. And uh, government like Yeltsin, there were supposed to be new elections and mm-hmm. Yeltsin wanted to be the president, but he his impression was pretty bad because the economy was suffering and there was no chance that he would win the election. And um, what he did was he took some financial help to, uh, you know, do his propaganda or do his his media. So he gave... Uh, to get re-elected. To get re-elected, yeah. yes. So what he did was he started uh, privatizing hmm. these... Uh, government-owned businesses or people-owned businesses. Many be- many people, politicians do that. We have seen in other yeah. countries also. And uh, they basically moved to a capitalism way Economy. from communism. And mm. in order for doing it, um, when they were moving out these state-owned properties or businesses, and there were like all sorts of businesses in Russia, like, you know, oil natural gas, metal, steel. steel. Yeah. Like, all of the institutions, they were then post-Soviet Union were owned by private people. And the way they bought it, or way, the way they got it was like 20% cheaper than what their actual price was. So what, because like what an institution would be like 2 billion in the market, mm-hmm. they got it for a few millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Um, he wanted to privatize it as soon as possible. And uh, they Make gave people like uh, vouchers, as they say, like uh, vouchers Groupons. for like, <laughs> And people did not realize what the value was, like because they moved to shares. And right. they sort of like their, stock market. <laughs> right. So they yeah. publicly distributed stocks yeah, to yeah. people because it was owned by people before. But yeah. uh, people did not realize true value and they were struggling for money. So they gave out their gave shares to these people, All these who people had money, yeah, yeah. and who were, to government, who were, so. so they were sort of rich before the also. Yes, yeah, they call it as like seven bankers. Mm-hmm. So in Russia at the time, I think it was, uh, forgot his name, but he was one of the first oligarchs and he was in cars business. So what he would do okay. is uh, he would, you could buy a car in Russia on consignment. So you could buy a $10,000 car mm-hmm. right now. But okay. pay for it after, at later time, whenever you have money. And okay. since With assets were depreciating, you would have to pay maybe 5000 even for that car. Okay. So you would, you would buy a $10,000 car and you can sell it to someone for 10000 And later on, when Get you pay 5, your consignment, you, you pay 5000 So that's how he got a lot of his money. And that's mm. how he became... The first oligarch um, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So he became very powerful and he wanted more security because right. people were attacking these uh, um, rich people at the time because they had no money. And it was like from a security perspective, it was a big threat. So what he did was he went to Yeltsin. He said that you give me like security in return. I'll like, you know, do marketing for you or like, you know, with a lot in in these institutions, there were also media companies. So mm. uh, he gave like one of their uh, biggest television 
company in Russia to to this guy, and he was constantly airing news about how good Yeltsin is. Oh, and um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like with the help of these people, he was able to get reelected, and he was reelected, Yeltsin. Okay. Uh, so he got in power, and when he got the power, and the person continued. he was running against was a commun like he yeah, wanted communism, person, right? Okay, okay. So he got in power with this, mm-hmm. and the business continued. So later on, he privatized even more institutions and businesses, and um, these people who were close to him were allowed to bid for like lesser price, and yeah. they will get it because the people did not have money. Yeah, and post all of this what happened was um, people who were poor they they still became poor or they remained poor and the wealth or all of Russia's wealth was concentrated then in these like few oligarchs who mm-hmm. were who the used term that opportunity. Means like the a few who rule mm-hmm. so they were not part of government uh, but they had government in their control and they could change policies they could do whatever right. to uh, help their business grow and okay, get even yeah. more money. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, <laughs> it was sort of like, uh, for from a common man perspective, like they were fooled, but they didn't know. And whoever had mined uh, this billionaire I was talking, like he was a mathematician, like okay. he was really good I at see. maths. And um, he was able to figure out that he could do this. And uh, most of these oligarchs were... Of not along these lines, like they were smart people, uh, but they were not all powerful at the time because some got just like, okay, I can do it for you, and um, they got businesses and institutions for like very little money, okay, and uh, continued to earn more from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a sad state of things, but that's what happens when you go from like so those oligarchs one, still continue yeah they they continued to buy businesses and they grew um and with abramovich i think he had an idea where he could own everything from mining these oil to the last point of sale like before in russia it was all like different industries mm-hmm. but what he did was he made his own business, like his own okay, oil okay. company that would do everything Like one-stop shop type. Yeah, it's like everything so he, he from... Yeah, from all, every money comes to him. And then everything goes to him. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's how he became more influential. And as he became more influential, and these oligarchs too, um, and then when Putin came in power... Uh, Obviously, because they have so much money, they have to be involved with the government. Uh, right. Right. So. Yeah. And after that, I think like Putin was requesting money from them, mm. and um, I think like they would send some millions of dollars in cars at the time to government. Mm. Um, all of these um, uh, business owners and, and uh, the people who oppose Putin got <laughs> jailed or something. <laughs> yeah, he he jailed one of the. A few oligarchs as well by running an investigation and uh, I think convicting him of uh, money laundering charges and um, everything. And it's like Russian people were against these oligarchs because they saw like how they how they used and became more rich. And that was the time when all of these started 
all of these oligarchs started to invest outside, outside. of Russia to save their assets. They had, uh, yeah, to save their assets, and also they knew that in Russia, people will not take it uh, yeah. well if they try to show off, and mm. they resorted to. <clears throat> putting their assets outside of the US and, and also like they were earning so much money that they could easily afford to do that mm. and other countries were sometimes open like what UK did right like yeah. in some situations they were open to invite them in their countries and even let US them own businesses so. even in US yeah so <clears throat> it's all about um, you having money to control yeah things that you wouldn't as long as you have money it's like mutual benefits yeah for for everyone money can yeah and if that can only change if any like if a major event like this war in ukraine happens then you then some people realize that okay maybe <laughs> this needs to be controlled yeah uh, stuff so yeah that was a good uh, background kids now you know <laughs> i hope you get an a plus in your uh, yeah and i was wondering <laughs> about those times like how insane it would have been yeah i'm sure <coughs> people, like you said people would like you were saying right people wouldn't realize at that point what was going on it's only like in hindsight or later on when they became yeah. rich you would know oh, how did this like, happen yeah, like how <laughs> how they are owning businesses now yeah. and we we didn't and there were some dodgy option uh, auctions and corruption even in mm. those auctions and how those uh, industries were privatized and yeah. uh, whoever was close to the government got the benefit of it yeah. and um, yeah and, <laughs> and also i feel like in every country like i was say, telling you right like every country has like very close relationship with business people or like biggest businessmen will have influence in and in global economy you have to have that also yeah. in a way but yeah right. carry what were you saying so but like, every country has these like um uh, people who have insane amount of wealth they are not part of the government but they will influence the government they, yeah, yeah, like yeah just in russia they have a name for it yeah and interestingly like russia has like more than 100 billionaires and oh uh, even us does not have more than 100 billionaires and it's all all because of this so this it's like so much mess and yeah yeah it's so insane like to see russia having so many billionaires yeah. and i used to wonder like how it's possible to have so many billionaires in one country but the country isn't like a global or economic Power. superpower still that's another ad, uh, maybe advantage or something of not being a communist or country or something like so maybe us doesn't have us is not a, com a communist country right so yeah US, it can have a lot of uh, like innovation and stuff like that or uh, like open research uh, not yeah, being able like to <coughs> like uh, of not being scared of government imposing like yeah it's will on you even mm -hmm. india india has a lot of billionaires but yeah because of it being mm -hmm. a democracy i think even though there is still like you said there is a big gap between poor and the rich in india but it still <coughs> isn't like like but yeah in like in most countries like billionaires uh came into existence because like you know most of them like started from zero on their own yeah. built companies built businesses 
uh, from the ground up. Yeah, whereas like the, like, especially technical yeah, yeah, right. people. And uh, in Russia, or sometimes like you get it from, uh, you inherit from your family, like you, know, you had biz, like historical business that has been going on for years and you e- just happen to own it because you're part of that family. E- Elon Musk is actually not a self-made billionaire. He was rich before he was, like his oh. family... In mm-hmm. South Africa, they are they <coughs> he comes from a rich family. I see, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, uh, Bill Gates, he was self-made. Yeah, that's why I said like, even though Elon Musk is technical, but yeah, Bill Gates, uh, Google owners, uh, I mean yeah, the founders, Larry Page and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so were all been, yeah. And mm. Muk- I don't know about the uh, Mukesh Ambani. I don't know if he was self-made or he had fam like rich. Uh, I think his father was self-made mm. um you have seen guru movie oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he had like a lot of uh, he yeah, had yeah. business mind at the time like yeah. selling and buying yeah, yeah or yeah. like it's all based on principle that uh, uh, buy cheaper sell higher <laughs> <laughs> and in same a, in thing a, in but in, sense, a, like, in a legal way like yeah you know, what we were talking about russia just before right they were abusing yeah. that right uh be uh i also feel for people of those countries man they like they even in india with being india being so poor at least it's, this is not an issue there uh, in russia I, yeah it's like it also creates this uh, social disparity between the population mm. where you have this like two distinct brackets yeah and you have these uh, oligarchs who can do whatever they want. Yeah. And you have these people who are just not capable enough to uh, even like live. They were like on streets selling their clothes to yeah. even like okay. uh, survive at the time. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there any positive? Like a positive? This is too going too much into economy. Maybe there is some positive aspect of being in a communist society or something maybe some things can be d- maybe yeah i think with you communist have um society it's like everything is owned by people so yeah. you don't have like a centralization of power yeah and that people sometimes spend. also is not great because no one can then go like rise all above and beyond anyone. It's pretty much like Potential everyone, is yeah, everyone is equal. So those, that's yeah. the ground. And with capitalism, it's like Basically, you could rise above everyone. Yeah, if you are willing to like uh, do <laughs> either like shady things or smart things, or there are ways to yeah get above, and you could do it Essen- in in good way or you can also do it in <laughs> bad ways essentially yeah basically <laughs> anything can be abused if you if you have that uh, like a smart mind not a good mind i'm saying smart mind yeah. so it could be used for good or bad right so you yeah, can just exactly and with communist society i i don't think it's possible because uh, you're part of a society and everyone owns mm. a part of it and it's like me in like even that can yeah, be <laughs> yeah this is too much but yeah that was good talk about the but i think with capitalism it has its i'm <laughs> sure it every yeah even that well. yeah so. maybe in some 50 years <laughs> some <laughs> other thing will come up and then uh, there might be sanctions on uh, 
बिजनेस इज ओन बाई यू एस और बट यार कमिंग बैक टू फुटबॉल दैट वॉज गुड टॉक लेट्स होप चेलसी आई थिंक बिकॉज आई रियली लव माई क्लब सो आई होप इट कैन सर्वाइव अदरवाइज आई लुक एट सम नॉन लीग क्लब टू सपोर्ट दैट वुड बी नाइस Arsenal is good. good. No, up and coming youngsters, up. young generation. Trust the process. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> It's hard. London, maybe some other city though, not Manchester also. Like maybe Brentford would be good to support. Brentford, if I have to stay in Premier League, of course. Uh, Go with Fulham too. It's a London-based club. No, <laughs> not London. I told you some other city. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Mitrovic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I hope. But uh, I, I feel Chelsea like it will really hard to support any other club yeah, with I, the same. It will take me out of football. I think emotions I, and yeah, enthusiasm. Too much associated. I think about it. It's like like I'm a pitch owner <laughs> myself, man. I have invested so much <laughs> of my time supporting mm. Chelsea. It will be <laughs> maybe I'll support a fictional club. like ted lasso's uh, richmond like <laughs> ted lasso uh but let's talk about other things now maybe we can talk about games uh, today was a big game between united and spurs that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was an very entertaining game though i it was I entertaining game. game yes uh, both uh, sh- um, um, defenses uh, have issues you know <laughs> and they, they both concede goals concede uh, yeah united not so much but spurs have been conceding a lot of goals lately but yeah on and off team yeah uh ronaldo got a hat trick <laughs> yeah he's you know like silencing his critics because there were a lot of question marks about him and not being available for manchester city game and yeah. being dropped uh from that game yeah seems like uh, he <laughs> we, uh, also we'll not talk about then ronaldo's off pitch incidents or whatever again <laughs> we mentioned it feels like yeah. because he has also been uh, you know a yeah. lot of things have happened <laughs> with him but today mm-hmm. uh, so he went past he broke uh, the world record for having scored most goals for yeah. club and country if we don't cons- based on fifa rules because otherwise i think mm-hmm. pele has scored a lot like 1000 goals yeah but yeah that's a big achievement uh, 806 goals now mm-hmm. it feels like i think at this point he's having a better time than messi right now uh, mm-hmm. with the new clubs respectively mm-hmm. even though this he i think uh, for united he has been single handedly carrying them in champions league games if mm-hmm. not for him they might have been kicked out of the ucls earlier Yeah, and now with him being in this kind of form, if he continues, then never know. Like uh, you know, they might also go through to the quarterfinals. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I'll say. Well, that <laughs> game is coming. I think. Um. <laughs> uh, what, what was the first leg result? One one. One one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. United should have lost that yeah, game the, yeah. by oh, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of goals, but uh, they did not, and they are still in the game. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but uh, but if it was a big team, we would say uh, that this is what big teams do: <laughs> get a draw when they're not playing well, you know. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. United won today. This was a chance for Spurs to get into top four today. I think, right? Or no? No, no, not yet. For Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spurs could have been yeah. in top four if they won, but now United are in top four. They have now. 
but they have played four games more than arsenal so as we were talking about in the last podcast if arsenal doesn't make top 4 <coughs> it will be a disappointment because they are in a very good position right now yeah i think it's ours to <laughs> give away but yeah. also like we have four games in hand and some of them are very difficult games <laughs> we have to play liverpool chelsea oh yeah uh, the Spurs, chelsea Man game United, would be interesting so. also because we are also close to you for top 4 yeah yes. and uh, yeah if we keep winning and if we beat chelsea then there is a chance that we go yeah. ahead of them but still take like, advantage of our misery <laughs> why not every <laughs> club can take advantage of the misery <laughs> yeah i mean i wouldn't mind that the only thing is uh, yeah we're playing liverpool on wednesday um, is it so at home or uh, away uh, home for arsenal mm. and and liverpool are also have liverpool also have their own incentive because they're yeah. going for the title so they'll be up for it yeah they're back in contention that could be a good game to watch or maybe it will be a kg match because both of the teams <laughs> will be usually you know these type of games become very yeah it's like a nil nil draw yeah. and we have seen a lot with uh, arsenal liverpool too yeah. there have been uh, games like that at emirates yeah so that would be interesting liverpool won today against brighton 2-0 very liverpool were not playing the fr- attack wasn't as good i think but they still managed to get the win luis diaz scored i don't know how sanchez survived the red card did you see that tackle yeah <laughs> <laughs> for a long while uh, i think after a long time liverpool uh, did not benefit from war which is strange <laughs> for me banter war is no like matter what happens um, to my club i'll still banter <laughs> yeah war is very inconsistent <laughs> yeah seriously i i don't know why i shouldn't think like that but you know the things like this and then we talked about how that uh, clattenburg talked about decisions going for united early days yeah these all take even though it shouldn't like football you're supposed to enjoy but that you have you they are still in the back of your head right especially yeah, if you because do not support uh, that club <laughs> it will stick so yeah and i think this game of moments right and yeah. if you have a few moments like that where you think that team was unlucky to get a penalty or yeah. unlucky to get a man sent off yeah. um, it affects the entire game so even though it's just like one decision or that one moment and you have 90 minutes of yeah. the game but there are only like five six moments throughout the game that yeah. matter i mean that change the result right yeah exactly like, Uh, and every game is like you know there are a lot of one nil games in that situation like there's only one incident that yeah. happens and and then you don't even know like, maybe that incident because say if it's a goal that changes the whole morale of the team yeah right so and then you there don't are know like what will other, happen afterwards uh, intangible yeah things that m- could happen or might have happened during yeah. that one decision and Uh, momentum is also a big thing in right. in football right like if you get a goal against run of play yeah. everything changes like even though you were on back foot before that you yeah. might dominate and uh, end up winning the game yeah. so it's uh, even with stats it won't be able we won't be able to find out <laughs> what would have happened if you if we had the right decision in a certain situation yeah it happens on and it's just not just for like top end of the league even if you remember this is just one example like that season when aston villa could have been relegated but for yeah. that ghost yeah. um, <laughs> goal line yeah it was goal line yeah. thing and 
but yeah, now look at Aston Villa like they could have been relegated but they are now doing really yeah. well like things like these and then if you mm-hmm. like in a few, in 20 years time you now you see like documentaries about that world cup or old world cup in 20 years yeah. you see documentaries about how this <laughs> panned out yeah like uh, we'd see like the hand of god thing imagine mm-hmm. how different it could have been if bar <laughs> existed then yeah <laughs> uh but yeah coming back to football tomorrow you are playing leicester you you said jamie wardy is injured which is a good thing for you guys yeah he's out of the squad for the next game and um, good thing for us just because he usually scores and uh, we yeah. hate to play against him even though now he's on sort of like cooling off now in yeah. with his premier league career but still i think If he's playing, um, you never yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> because he came back in the last game and he scored immediately mm-hmm. coming back. I think he just, he is a weird, like with age also, I, his pace hasn't dropped as much. Yeah. And if he gets enough rest, I think he can be, can cause any team problems. Yeah, but Leicester are struggling yeah, uh, overall and, uh, very you know, question should be asked of uh, Brendan Rodgers, but not, like you know I there there are a lot of other things happening so yeah. he is getting by now i think <laughs> yeah a lot of teams are getting by <laughs> i think Le- yeah lester dropped a lot this season i think he, that's also because same thing as harry kane happened to rogers because i think he was mm-hmm. being touted as the next united manager and then his head was turned a little bit i think at the start mm. and since then it, they have not been really been able to <coughs> Uh, get stability like they have yeah this is like Fofana, injuries and yeah, what was a big doubt for them yeah but still i think he or maybe like he was overrated before and now it's like <laughs> uh, coming to terms but even with that i think like he had shown before that he can yeah get them playing some entertaining football get them scoring goals winning games and which is not happening this season mm. and even players like madison Uh, he was injured for some part of the season but he's back now and um, they are still finding it difficult to win games they have Yuri Tillemans yeah. who is you know linked with all these big clubs um, great talent and yeah. so that from squad wise they still have good enough players i think or um, players that are better than their league position like Harvey Barnes too i think people and talk they about have, him yeah in in good like he has and a And bright future ahead of him but still yeah it's and not, they are a well run club them. also like they yeah. invested i think they opened up a new training ground like state mm-hmm. of the art ground so it looks like they are well <laughs> structured from mm-hmm. top to bottom yeah their owner also doesn't have any yeah they won fa cup fa cup last season too i think beat us and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they were on a right track before this season but this season somehow seems like it's not going the way they had expected before and yeah that's why i think like questions should be asked about him but um, i don't see. think he's under that much scrutiny for some reason <laughs> yeah we talked about it because <laughs> things are happening uh, uh one team that has a credit must be given to eddie how for that but newcastle united now like I was so sure I think both of us were so sure that they will be relegated based on their performances but they have yeah somehow they are like a clear to beat now or that they are just yeah. hard to beat hard and to beat yeah with new signings uh, Trippier 
Bruno Guimaraes and uh, Guimaraes. Who else they got? Uh, Joe Willock this Chris season, Wood, but Chris he was Wood. there on loan. Chris Wood. Even uh, though Chris Wood, <coughs> this is I think he scored for the. F- and I think the centre back too, right? They got the centre back too. Oh yeah, Dan yeah. Burn. Dan Burn did he? Yeah, Dan, he's, yeah. he's having good games. So. But yeah, I think yeah. mostly. Yeah, they, I think they spent hundred million pounds in the winter window. Yeah, and they stuck to, like in most cases, like proven Premier League players. Yeah, and uh, only Bruno Bruno, Bruno also was got his first start in the last game. Yeah, and, and he, he scored. scored a really good yeah. goal, <laughs> like back heel volley. But yeah. uh, Eddie Howe should be given a lot of credit because initially, I think first two or three games they lost. Yeah. But then they have gone on this run, and in two thousand twenty-two, only Liverpool have a better record. Mm. Then Newcastle, and now yeah, they he's are playing this. Uh, who is Joe Linton in midfield? Oh yeah, he has turned so his fortune. <laughs> Joe Linton looks like a really good midfielder. Play. Midfield. Yeah, it's so uh, it's so interesting to watch him, and I <laughs> like him uh, to see like he's good in midfield. Like yeah. he can pass the ball well. Can he run is, the game. He has physical physicality yeah. about him, <laughs> and he can also shoot uh, yeah. if needed. And as a striker, it was not working out for him. And no, as yeah. a Midfielder, it l- he looks pretty good. Like it's really hard to get ball off him. Yeah, <laughs> look strong. And I think uh, now they are well clear, and they can probably finish in the mid mids easily. Like if they continue these results. Yeah, and it looks like Callum Wilson was still out oh, for yeah, them. He's and about to come back. If he also. comes back, uh, we know like how he has played under Howe before. Yeah. So Ryan Fraser, yeah. that connection. <laughs> And then uh, you know they'll go nuts in the summer transfer window now. <laughs> yeah, this season was supposed Arling to be Holland. their more sort of like uh, <laughs> just survive for now, and then Which we'll was, see. Yeah, in the summer transfer window. I think it's also related to just the you know the mentality because mm-hmm. Mike Ashley was really a bad owner for them. Just leaving him gave so much hope to the fans and the club as a whole. I think so. Yeah. Anyone would have been better <laughs> than him. And especially now that they know that they have some investment behind them, mm. I think they are they're getting better. So summer would be interesting for Newcastle. Uh, one team which is not doing too well is Jesse Marsh. Uh, Newcastle <laughs> uh, Leeds. Leeds. Even with the Bielsa leaving, they are still conceding a lot of goals. Um, the last game they lost to Aston Villa 3-0 at home. Uh, they are in at risk of relegation also now because they have played three games more than Everton who are in 17th. Yeah. One more game than uh, Burnley. So if Burnley win their remaining game, Leeds would be in the relegation zone. Yeah. So uh, very interesting fight. And Everton, Everton would be the biggest casualty of all. <laughs> we were talking about the big clubs, the history, historical clubs. Yeah. Everton used to be like, I think, so there's a documentary about how Premier League started. So Everton mm-hmm. was one of the clubs who were trying to branch out into a separate mm. league. They were the top clubs at that <laughs> point, 1990 or 92, I think. But yeah, they, Lampard has a, it's very strange because to me, it didn't look like a right decision. Maybe he knows what he's doing, but going to Everton, which is all already struggling and not just because of the players they have, but also how it's run. There seems to be a lot of issues at Everton. So I don't know. He has a way. Yeah, but I'm not sure like what 
the issues are with Everton. Like they seem to have a lot of budget behind yeah, them. That's an example and of like money not some, being able to. <laughs> somehow, no managers stays there, or they cannot find stability with their manager yeah. now since it's. Moyes has left and we used to consider Everton as more sort of like challenging for top six club or yeah. like... Um, At least mid-table. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Uh, but, but now like they're struggling for uh, survival and for Lampard, I think it's a very difficult situation to come out of because like no experience uh, we, we talk of managing about, in these situations. Yeah, that's another... But we talk about money, but they have not signed anyone. <coughs> Even in the last summer, they, mm-hmm. they the best player they signed was was three million pounds Demarai Gray. <laughs> they got Townsend for free, mm-hmm. which is strange. So I think it's not. Even if they have money, they are not investing. But I think, like, yeah, they are not spending it well. For some reason, I would yeah, say, like, maybe Richarlison was their only sort of like shrewd signing, but that was also yeah some years ago. <laughs> Um, so, so they overpaid I for Ibobi. Yeah, they, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, it's like they've got some average wingers, yeah. and they have Calvert Lewin, who is supposed to be like a very good striker, but he was injured for the most part of this yeah, season. Yeah, he looked good under Ancelotti, and, and uh, there are rumors that he might leave next season. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Everton get they brought, relegated, uh, really. they bought Alan as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, holding Think midfielder from Napoli. Their best player has been Dukure, maybe. <laughs> or yeah. Damarai Gray. But yeah, Damarai Gray, probably. Maybe with Everton, at least. Uh, not, uh, with Everton, I think, uh, and the owners, maybe with Frank Lampard, they have a plan to stick with him for some time. Hopefully. Yeah, but only if he manages to survive, though. Yeah, not yeah, sure, yeah. like, if their uh, survival is in jeopardy, what will happen to him, because yeah, he yeah. is now on a uh, run of three consecutive losses. And yeah. if that continues, then... I think, though, yeah, if, you never he, know. if he survives, though, I think he will be back next yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another new manager who is doing really well is Steven Gerrard at Aston Villa. Yeah, he's, uh, he has revitalized... Coutinho, I think, since uh, his transfer. Coutinho. uh, He's he's playing well. And Aston Villa are also winning games. Giving Um, FPL points to a lot of people. (laughs) I don't have him. Yeah. I made a mistake. (laughs) But yeah, Aston Villa scoring a lot of goals. uh, Yeah, they're in ninth position now. That experience that Gerard had, even though if it is Scottish League, I think that helps you. Mm -hmm. Because he got (laughs) a lot of games under his belt. Right, uh, and sometimes it's also like uh, we we are talking about Aston Villa like handling transfers very yeah. neatly, and they have good ownership and sale of Grealish. If they show trust in you as a manager, I think that also like you know builds that positive uh, yeah. relationship with the board and the manager. And they are a very so like club. Everyone on yeah. the same page, aligned together. Yeah, and I think that also. And uh, uh, Gerard uh, also has good relations with the Aston Villa ownership, I think. Yeah. That's how he got the mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So, he's doing well. Um, who, who else is playing? Oh, the Champions League. We can talk a bit about Champions League games that happened also. And then we can wrap up. Butler's uh, PSG. PSG, yeah. That was... Uh, <laughs> interesting... <laughs> Mbappe <laughs> passed his audition for Real Madrid next summer, this summer, <laughs> you know. But other than that, 
yeah the front three didn't doesn't track back so they they are like yeah we'll stay in the, above the like yeah they're this they're line. staying in their own half yeah yeah just give <laughs> us the watching ball others to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like watching others defend and then just like when they get the ball try to they have two sections <laughs> i was reading one um, uh, article about like why messi is not performing that well for psg and uh, they were saying that the system itself is not built around him where it's more of a counter attacking system and messi now is not a player who wants to dribble past like 20 30 yards and then take a shot he's more sort of like a possession based player who yeah. would thrive in teams who can maintain possession play like one twos around the box like hold the possession in the opponent's half and then try to create then he's good in those situations but he's not good when yeah uh, you know he has to just wait for the counter attack to happen and then uh, yeah he be a part of it <laughs> he tried to drop to C- cm or cdm position yeah. i think in he was playing the, in central kind of like in the real madrid game region, yeah but that game man uh, that game showed also apart apart from benzema also who also again keeps keeps uh, scoring goals he mm-hmm. since ronaldo left he has been si- sometimes single handedly carrying real madrid yeah he just has uh, has that desire the third the goal ball. that like, he scored yeah, just like the, he the went poacher like yeah. yeah he knew that the <laughs> i like you you didn't even know how take, he showed up there touch. Yeah, yeah it's just like bang touch <laughs> and bang <laughs> goes in like <laughs> PSG even PSG and the viewers who were watching they didn't know what, what how did he show up there yeah uh, him along with Lewandowski are like yeah best number 9s yeah there was like a typical fox in the box yeah. finish <laughs> yep but also that game proved how much quality luka modric has also hmm. even at 36 37 he's also at 37 but Yeah, if you saw he, pulling strings if you compare tackling. him to messi <laughs> he was running a lot more yeah. did you see one of his run uh, where he go, went past like four mm-hmm. psg players in the yeah. midfield and i think uh, some real madrid fan was saying i think he luka modric had this uh, ghost inside him or something he was like <laughs> yeah, give me the ball i'll just take care of everything yeah. <laughs> he was he was running the midfield so this players like him and benzema lewandowski they show and messi ronaldo of course that form is temporary class is permanent type thing mm-hmm. a game lewandowski also man keeps scoring goals yeah e- even with haland in the <laughs> bundesliga he's still the top scorer at 32 years age of mm-hmm. age but yeah that was interesting game real madrid came back uh, they are into the quarter finals quarter finals right Yeah, yeah in qualifiers and can um, like pochettino is linked with united job yeah, <laughs> yeah i think he's he should one of go. the front runner so yeah, i'll be yeah. happy if he takes yeah, that yeah, job yeah. and i think he should take it um give some more years of uh, mediocrity to united fans that'll be nice <laughs> i didn't say it guys uh, manchester united fans if you're listening in <laughs> <laughs> uh, other games uh, city didn't need to do i think even some united fans will agree with me with the yeah, 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 pot yeah, situation yeah. <laughs> Manchester City mm. didn't do me a favor I think they just needed to win for Mares to get plus 2 upgrade he only got plus 1 upgrade in FIFA uh, got a nil nil draw yeah <laughs> so they qualified on to the next round 
हु एल्स क्वालिफाइड एथलेटिको ओ या द इंटर एंड लिवरपूल दैट रेड कार्ड वाज रियली हार्श टू एनालिसिस सांचेस यस आई थिंक इंटर मिलान were doing really well in that yeah game. they were unlucky like even in first game i think inter yes. milan had better chances. chances and uh, should have scored yes. at least one goal yeah um, i think but yeah that's harsh reality of football it was harsh <laughs> and um, liverpool fans should would do well to be humble about it but no of course not at least nah, i mean them. for them like when when they look back or when anyone looks I mean, back of course, no one yeah, remembers yeah, this game yeah, yeah. that's All that's they'll, how it is if they win the champions <laughs> league of course they'll not care yeah, everything will be forgotten <laughs> uh, yeah yeah what red card i don't yeah. remember anything what or uh, it's just <laughs> one of those games <laughs> <laughs> one of those game what games i don't remember any game uh, sometimes you don't have to but, play uh, better than the opposition do in <laughs> but uh, that made me happy because uh, they were uh, looking like they i think they were 60 games unbeaten at home but they lost at home so mm. chelsea's record is still intact yes nice. 85 games unbeaten at home <laughs> uh in w- any other games that happened no i think it's probably it um how much time we have been on I think I this will be a very long podcast. <laughs> yeah, because we had <laughs> we had some history lesson to give to yeah. people, but uh, I think that should be yeah, all. Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you need to take care of your uh, kid also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening, guys. Uh, before we go, Akshay, where can the people listen to us? Uh, people can listen to us on the all air. of the podcasting platforms. Yes, that's it. And our handle is two substitutes, two yes. with a number. And also, feel free to uh, tweet at us or yes. send messages to us yes. on all of Slide into other the social media platforms as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.